This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about different um, angles of attack. So Mm -hmm. what can someone do if someone is approaching them from the front versus the side versus the back? So let's just start with what are some moves that someone can do with a front with a frontal attack. Okay. So before I talk about moves, I want to talk a little bit about theory because I think that will make it a little bit easier to figure out how to handle that kind of an attack. And this goes back to principles within the art of ninjutsu. Most Japanese arts, well, let me see, Chinese arts, uh, martial arts are very circular. Japanese martial arts tend to be more geometric, triangles, squares. What those things do is they disrupt a circle or a flow. So when someone is attacking from the front, what you want to do is disrupt the movement rather than stop, rather than hit back, right? And sometimes disrupting that movement simply means stepping out of the way, right? That they're continuing their movement, but there's nothing there to stop them from their movement and then whatever, like in Aikido, you see stuff like that. Um, so what you want to do is disrupt. If someone is attacking from the front, again, we'll go back to the open the door move. That kick is a great way to stop people from coming towards you. Just lifting your foot as though you're going to kick sometimes can be enough. Um, another move that we use is we call it the cup of coffee. Um, which is actually a straight punch, but it comes from the center of your body. And it's really the, if you if you're holding a mug of coffee um, by the handle and you're going to give it to a friend and let's say that it's really, really, really full all the way. Cause you're, maybe you're kind of a jerk. Um, and you're, <laughs> and it's really, really full and you're going to hand it to a friend. You don't turn the cup. You don't want to spill the coffee. You just give it straight and you actually keep it right in the center of your body because that's where you're strongest. Mm-hmm. So simply extending that forward. You want to step forward with it at the same time to mm-hmm. make sure that you have your entire body weight behind it. And this is a fast move. It doesn't have to be a fast move. Okay. But usually when we defend ourselves, we tend to defend ourselves at the same intensity that we're being attacked. So if someone's attacking fast, you tend to defend fast. That makes sense. Yeah. Right, that's a good one. So you have this the coffee cup cup of coffee oh excuse me cup of coffee and then also Mm -hmm. the kick yeah and also just just open the door Mm -hmm. okay and now now this is when i think of like getting attacked in a park or something like that this is the one that i'm always like sort of on the watch for is like someone coming out of the periphery from the side Mm -hmm. and in my mind it always happens very quickly Mm -hmm. um What is something you can do right away when someone comes at you from the side or jumps out in front of you when you're not expecting it? Or am I just imagining things that aren't common? No, no, these things happen in the world. Um, If someone's coming at you from the side, usually you you often sense something. You might start reacting 
And a lot of people who are listening might think, but I don't, I don't do that. But you actually probably do. And the way that you do is you might adjust the way you stand just a little tiny bit. We don't often sense and respond to things in a conscious way. Sometimes our subconscious is the thing that's making us move. One thing we can do is what we talked about earlier is the shut up move. Um, simply swinging your arm in a very relaxed fashion and just before compact, uh, compact, just before impact making a very tight fist is one way to stop someone. Um, putting your elbow up like a chicken wing Mm-hmm. can also stop someone. Let's say they jump out of the bushes right in front of you, take you completely by surprise. Your first reaction will probably be the most common of all human reactions, which is to go, ah, right? And not do anything at all. Right. Because who expects that to happen? Right. Right? Your second reaction can be to run, is always good. Um, dropping down into a tiny little ball on the ground is also good. Um, why would you say that? I'm just thinking to me, that sounds counterintuitive, but for one thing, I say it because it's fast. Mm -hmm. So again, moving into the, um, the fetal position is your very, very first self-defense position in life, right? It's a really strong position to be in. If you, and you can, you can test this out with friends, that you trust, I hope. Um, if you put yourself into a really tight fetal position, right? Don't wrap your arms around your your knees. Just draw your knees up as far as you can and bring your elbows in. You can protect your head. Make yourself up into a tiny little ball as tight as you can and ask your friends to try and pull you apart and see how strong you are. Hmm. It's a very, very strong position. And I say that when you don't have a lot of tools in your toolbox for defending yourself, curling, dropping to the ground and curling up into a little ball is very, very fast. And women and girls specifically tend to be very good at this. We make ourselves very small, very fast. We've got a lot of practice doing that. I love that. And it's something I never would have thought about. So now what about a, an attack from behind? An attack from behind, this would sort of depend on the attack. There's a bunch of different things that you might do. Um, Generally, this is going to sound weird, but you kind of want to move with it in the same direction. So if someone comes up from behind me and pulls me towards them by the shoulder, I want to turn with it instead of resist it. Right. So I want to turn with it and then maybe bring my elbow up like in a hair behind my ears move at the same time. By the time I'm doing that as I'm turning with the same speed that they're attacking, that elbow will most likely connect with something on that person's body. Hmm. So is one way. If somebody comes up from behind me to grab me and pick me up, they're going to grab me a little bit lower around my elbows right? Because that's where you kind of need to grab people to pick them up. They won't put their arms around my waist and underneath my arms because that's one, that's very time consuming. <laughs> and two, it's just kind of a weird way to pick people up if, you, if you're trying to pick them up to overpower them. So the second you feel someone touching you, again, drop to the ground. Just let gravity do its work like a, like a toddler who's throwing mm. a temper tantrum. 
and you'll land on your butt. It'll hurt, but it won't hurt as much as anything else. And this is to prevent someone from picking you up, uh, picking you up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you can, you actually want to bring your hands up onto theirs immediately as leverage drop to the ground, just sink into your butt to the ground. Don't go forward or back straight down. You will from that movement naturally rock back because you've got your hands on theirs as leverage that pulls them over and their face into the position of your feet as you're rocking back, your feet will connect with their face. Hmm. If that makes sense. I'm trying to picture it. So if someone grabs me from behind, mm-hmm. right? I immediately bring my hands up to their hands. They've got their hands around my arms and elbows. Oh, okay. So I can bend my elbows. I bring them up to their hands and I drop to my ass. Okay. Right? I don't lean forward and I don't lean back. I just drop to my ass straight down. Because I've got my hands on theirs, I'm actually pulling them down with me. They're going to bend at the waist. Uh, So now they're kind of bent over me. But the speed of that movement will rock my body back. And they'll fall forward. They'll most likely stay where they are because they're actually in a fairly decent balance position. But they're also in a position of their face being at the same height as my feet as I rock backwards. Okay. So you can kick. Yeah. Okay. Now I see it. Okay. Um. Cool. I mean, well, those are like three pretty um, basic sort of defense moves you can do from different angles. Uh, was there anything else you wanted? To, I'm just trying to think of other scenarios that we could give listeners like a really quick and dirty response to. Um, hair. Being grabbed by the hair is, I know, a big concern for a lot of people. Um, being grabbed by the hair, if, first, I would just like to say, you know, where all the ponytails in the world you want because that's not going to invite or repel. Is that a thing? Some people are concerned that if they wear their hair in a ponytail, it makes them more likely to be grabbed by the hair. Oh, I've never heard that. But if you actually grab someone's ponytail, it'll pretty much slip right out of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, So when people are grabbed by the hair, they tend to be grabbed by the roots of the hair. This is a more complicated move, and it's, it's not a natural move. Um, what we do in that instance is we place our hands on top of the hand that grabs. So now our hands are basically on top of our head. We drop into a horse stance, right? And we, again, want to keep our back nice and straight. Could you just describe that? A horse stance is if you're riding a horse, mm. your legs are kind of spread because you've got this horse body, you know, underneath your legs. So a horse stance is when your legs are spread to either side, your knees are bent, so your legs, your knees are bent and you drop your center so that your legs are bent at about a 90 degree angle. Got it. Right? And you want to stay right in the, in the center, not leaning towards one side or the other. Drop into a horse stance by stepping out. It doesn't matter which direction, just step out and drop into a horse stance, keeping your hands on top of your head, and then turn. You've now lowered yourself You've lowered your center to way below the hand that's grabbing you. And as you turn, you'll turn that hand into a wrist lock. And th- this is really hard to picture it from an audio description. Um, but one, it works. And two, it's a, it's, it's, hmm, how do you say? It seems very counterintuitive. It's, it is something you, that one you really do have to learn. We don't do this. If you practice it without someone grabbing you, which I highly, I always recommend because it's great to 
start teaching our bodies these things, you basically look like you're doing a ridiculous elf dance. Mm-hmm. It looks really stupid. But when you practice it on someone, and if you do practice it on someone in your life, please go very slowly. And I'm not responsible for any damage you do to your partner. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really, really painful on the wrist. Oh, you're twist. I get it. Cause their hair, cause you've locked their hand. You've locked their hand. Yeah. You've it. locked their hand to your head basically. Okay. And then you're twisting underneath it. So it yeah. twists the, the hand into the wrist okay. to a point past its natural turning point. And then, they, and then it becomes a lock. Okay. Yeah. And then what? They pull away? And then they let go. Okay. Ah, okay, cool. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collin, based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.